User and Entity Behavior Analytics, or UEBA, can potentially help organizations classify user behavioral anomalies by establishing a baseline for normal behavior. But how can healthcare sector entities best utilize the technology to improve their breach prevention and detection efforts? I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Mac McMillan, CEO of security consulting firm Synergistech. And Mac will be discussing how healthcare entities can best take advantage of UEBA. So now, Mac, for starters, very briefly describe how UEBA can help healthcare entities in their breach prevention and detection efforts based on what you see. So I think the first thing to understand about these tools, it makes them different than the more traditional compliance or rule-based tools, is that they're not limited to a defined set of data elements. They can literally take into consideration many more different data elements based on the number of systems that they are, that they have access to or that they're receiving feeds from. So they are, so they allow the organization to, one, better understand what normal is in their in their environment in terms of what's normal for a system, what's normal for a, t- a period of a time of day, what's normal for a particular user or group of users or a department or what have you. And then by virtue of, of paying attention to what's going on throughout the day with respect to access to data and events that occur in, in the system, begin to recognize when there are behaviors that are abnormal, right? So they're outside the norm that suggests that perhaps something's going on that requires deeper inspection. But the nice thing about these tools, these behavioral analytics tools, is that unlike their predecessors that, again, are are confined to what's defined in those rule sets, these tools can then take into consideration other data elements to help eliminate things like false positives. So the thing that behavioral analytics tools can do for for healthcare in terms of better monitoring of what's going on in their environment is one, having a more complete picture, two, being able to take into consideration more data elements, three, being able to be more proactive as opposed to reactive, and eliminating a lot of the false positives that those more traditional rule-based systems always left them with. So, Mac, with that said, are there certain kinds of data breaches and security incidents that UEBA is particularly helpful in preventing in healthcare settings? So it is, and it's typically things that are related to what I was talking about with respect to the behavioral the the normalized behavior, if you will, in terms of a particular user working in a particular department for a particular, on a particular uh, shift, et cetera, in terms of understanding what's normal about that person's behavior and what isn't normal. So rule-based systems are more likely to say, Mac works in in the emergency department, he's looking at emergency department patients, ergo what he's doing is normal and it's, and it's okay. And, and it doesn't violate a rule. Whereas a UEBA says Mac normally comes to work, he works in the, in the emergency department, but he's a nurse, and he normally comes to work at 8 in the morning. He normally goes home at 4 in the afternoon, and his normal day has him accessing somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 50 patient records. And But every once in a while, some 
some percentage of his time he works over here or over there because he sometimes gets pulled away from his normal job. But this all becomes part of my profile. And then when, when I start looking at things that I'm not supposed to, let's say, for instance, I'm in between taking care of patients, I'm engaging in, in surfing other patient records to look for information, or I'm being curious or what have you, and I'm now looking at, say, 60 or 70 or 80 records during a shift, that behavioral analytics tool says that's not normal. It's not normal for Mac to be looking at twice the number of records that he normally looks at, and it starts to look at, at the rest of my behavior to determine whether or not I may be doing something inappropriate or not. So it's, in other words, it actually looks at that behavior and says, did he just view the record or did he actually do something in the record? Did he make a change that would suggest that he was providing care to somebody? If it notices that I'm just looking at those records, so now it says he's just surfing 50% of the time, which is not normal, then it flags that and says somebody needs to look at this. This may potentially be a, be a violation. So anything that's behavioral-based, whether it's volumes of activity or violations or things like ID, ID theft is a perfect example, or fraud is another example of, of where behavioral analytics tools are particularly helpful. So there are certain breaches that, that, they are, that these tools are much more accurate at, at identifying than the rule-based tools that we, we used in the past. Because a lot of times the, the behavior, the people that we're trying to catch are authorized users who know what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do in the system. But typically when they're doing something that they're not supposed to, it's usually outside of whatever their normal behavioral pattern is, and these tools will detect that. So now, Mac, you mentioned a lot of the pros for using UEBA. Are there any cons in terms of that technology being deployed by healthcare entities? Are there certain bottlenecks or challenges that they can present to healthcare entities? Typically, the, the cons are very much similar to their counterparts, with the exception that a lot of times the behavioral analytics tools r really require a more dedicated person or what I call a SME or a subject matter expert or somebody who understands analytics, who understands data flows within the environment, who understands the healthcare setting and, and auditing and whatnot, because typically these tools are much more robust in what they can do. They're much more robust in what they're capable of investigating. And a lot of times they require a more accomplished auditor, if you will, running them to actually get the real value out of them. The other thing that we found, because in, in, we work with a lot of these tools in a lot of our hospital environments and we help them implement these tools and actually provide services around them, and one of the things that we found is incredibly important is actually having a good help in the implement, or having help in the implementation process and understanding the things that you need to take into consideration and do during that implementation in order to get the real value out of that solution once it's fully implemented. So, Mac, do UEBA implementations require a re-engineering in the security architecture that's used? And what are some of the prerequisites for a healthcare entity to be ready to implement this technology? So, first of all, normally they don't require any real architectural changes, right? Again, any of these tools, any of these audit tools that are going to be looking at log information or collecting uh, event information and analyzing it are going to have to have a way to access that data, whether it's from applications directly or whether it's from a, a log store. But typically, most organizations already have 
logging enabled on all of their applications, and they typically have a log store or a place where they store their log information. So really it's just a matter of implementing the solution and deciding what applications it's going to have access to and then, and then making sure that it has access to that information. But the thing that's important about implementation for the most part is really is starting with a plan. And all too often organizations acquire these systems and they don't really have a good solid audit plan and they don't have an audit plan that actually uh, envisions automated auditing. And, they, and you need to have that. You need to understand what, you're gonna, what, what your end state is and, and what it's going to take to get there and the processes that you need to put in place in order to be able to be effective at, at implementing the tool and getting the value out of it. You need to also have a timeline for that process and a phased approach. All too often organizations implement these tools, they turn them on, and they get flooded with data, they get overwhelmed quickly, and in some cases they end up shutting them down or dialing them way back as opposed to actually implementing the solution in a very methodical phased approach over a period of time where, they, where as they get smarter in how to use it, and, and more comfortable with the processes around what they're getting reported to them, they can actually turn on more and more capability in the system. You need to understand what resources you're going to designate for feeds to this system because these systems, like any other system, are only as good as the data sources that they receive. So are you going to give it feeds from your EHR? We assume that. Other clinical applications from your HR system, maybe from your physical access system, maybe your personnel timekeeping system, your scheduling system. What systems are you going to have provide feeds to this analytical tool that enable it to be more proactive and more accurate uh, in its analysis? And you need to think through that and then think through how you're going to implement those connections and those feeds. There needs to be right up front an escalation process put in place so that the minute you turn this tool on and you begin to get information back from it, you have a process in place for how you're going to handle what you're seeing and how you're going to escalate it through the organization so, again, you don't become overwhelmed by it uh, inadvertently. And, and make sure that you take into consideration the outputs, who the stakeholders are, make sure that they're ready with respect to the information that they're going to receive and understand what, they're, what they need to do with it. And then last but not least, you need to understand your data. You need to understand the readiness of your other systems that are going to be feeding information. Let's say, for instance, your personnel system in, in terms of your demographic information. Because if you don't have good demographic data on all of your users in terms of who they are, identification, where they work, where they live, et cetera, it's going to limit the accuracy of, of the system because the data is not going to be there for it to look at. So there's multiple things you need to take into consideration in implementation, and having somebody help you do that that's gone through it before is, I think, one of the most important things you need to consider. And Mac, as we know, a lot of healthcare entities focus more on compliance. How does UEBA help in compliance efforts and overall governance? And this is probably one of the areas where I think it shines the most because because having this type of tool that is, one, more proactive in its ability to detect anomalous behavior, and two, more accurate in, its, in what it detects and what it reports so that you have fewer false positives, you're not wasting your time chasing things that are not real compliance issues, helps you to, one, demonstrate that you have a good compliance program in terms of your auditing, 
But that's the other thing, too, is when OCR or, or anyone else comes in to look at your program to see what you're doing and to, and to understand it, this actually demonstrates, this will actually help you demonstrate that you have a, a not only a, a very viable audit program, but one that, that is actively providing you information in real time as to what your users are doing in your environment and helping you to understand when there are potential violations. And finally, Mac, are more healthcare entities starting to deploy these technologies, or is this still something that the healthcare sector needs to catch up with? So it's it's probably, I'd say it's probably still in the category, Marianne, of things that the healthcare sector needs to catch up with. But I will tell you that more and more uh, health systems are looking at these tools. They're very frustrated with the old compliance-based solutions that don't provide them the flexibility that, that they need and the accuracy that they need in, do, in performing this function. They're very frustrated with the false positives that a lot of those old systems, older systems provided to them, which caused them to waste a lot of valuable time in chasing things down that, quite frankly, they shouldn't have had, had to do. So these new behavioral analytics tools are not only more dynamic, they're, they're allowing them to, to not only address privacy issues, but like I said, fraud issues, medical identity theft issues. They're even looking at developing capabilities for tracking the opioid issue. So there's just so many more things that you can do with a behavioral analytics tool that a lot of these health systems are beginning to say, you know what, I want, I want to really understand my data. I want to really understand what my users are doing, and I want to know that the information I'm looking at is analyzed to a point that I'm pretty confident that what I'm looking at is accurate. And I want to be able to use this tool to do more things than just track simple compliance or simple privacy issues. Thanks, Mac. I've been speaking to Mac McMillan. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.